comes the sun, little darling. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. It's all right. Here comes the sun. Voices from the front lines. This is Channing Martinez, your co-host. I'm in studio with Eric Mann. We have an interesting show for you today to match the interesting times in history we have where the president has COVID-19. And there's an extremely important national election coming up. And there's extremely important propositions here in California coming up. So today on the show, we'll get started with... In the first half, Eric will talk about the national elections, and I also wrote a piece for our Strategy and Soul Revolutionary Organizing Film Club, which I'll be reading, which is very relevant to the national elections. In the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by Veronica Carrizales, who is a director of programming at California Calls, and we'll be having a conversation with her on Proposition 15, uh, Schools and Communities First. And so... Um, we hope to be able to get to your calls at the end of the show. We want to hear from you if you have questions about Proposition 15 or if you would like to know how to help out to get Proposition 15 passed. We definitely want to hear from you. Um, we'll be calling, going to the phones around 345, 350. Um, with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Eric Mann. Uh, thanks, Channing. Uh, so... Several things going on. The first thing uh, is we actually want, I'll, I'd like to take some calls during my half hour, you could say, because Channing's going to do the second half hour on Proposition 15. And uh, I'm interested in who's out there. So in particular, 818-985-5735. Uh, you're allowed to talk about who you want or, or can that you can work for. We can't. But you can. If you're working on a proposition that you think is important, we need to do more work on uh, the strategies and developing our own positions on it and getting voter guides from our friends. We, we need to tighten that up. I also saw, have something really good, which is Leanne Hurst Mann, uh, who's my wife as well as other things, uh, really has been working with both a group called Hand in Hand and then just her own drive is she's really adamant about the issue of how to vote, which is really great. So uh, I'm going to start by just reading word for word her guide about California voter, what's your plan, which is really great because it's not just saying, you know, uh, like, for instance, it starts the easiest plan for most people, register or check your registration, receive a mail-in ballot, mail your ballot, seal and sign very carefully, Drop your ballot in a secure drop box and trap your ballot. Track your ballot. But I'm going to read the whole thing because it's a coherent approach to how to understand 
elections in the following ways. I mean, the the whole issue of the right to vote, voter suppression, this is a white settler state. You have to understand that the only people who've been allowed to vote for a long time were white men. And by the time other people were involved then, they'd already controlled everything. So by the time women got the right to vote, by the time black people even got the right to vote, it was their country. They had all the ground rules. So yes, they were forced to let others have a vote. But this is still a white male U.S. imperialist settler state. It's, it's shaped by that. It's shaped by its inception. And so the right to vote, which is really critical, uh, especially like for black people, for Latinos, for women, who people, I mean, spent you know, decades in our lives or centuries of the right to vote. Now that the white male imperialist white settler state is having some challenge from the bottom, they're moving into the level of voter suppression, which is just unbelievable. And mm -hmm. I do not believe the Democratic Party has fought this nearly as hard as they should have. Maybe they're now, uh, with Stacey Abrams and other people, pushing this. But if there are other people who are knowledgeable about the history of voter suppression, you could also call it 818-985-5735. What I mean is in every single state, the Republicans in power have created endless obstacles, of course, starting with depriving prisoners of the right to vote in most situations, uh, where are the polling places, driving people off the polls for minor irregularities in their uh, registrations that poor people and black people often change uh, their homes often because they're driven out of their home and every time you change your your address. The point is, if a system wants you to vote, what we learned about it, I tell people, if people want to give you money, they give you money. If people want to support your campaign, they support it. If they don't, they don't. And you think that you're the prime mover in this, but often they have just decided ahead of time what they're going to do. But in this case, your right to vote and your effective carrying out your right to vote in California is critical. And with this, I'm going to read word for word uh, what Leanne Hurst Mann wrote. And tonight, after the show, so you're getting a, uh, a uh, coming attraction. Um, Channing and I are going to lay this out, because Channing and I do everything. We're co-hosts of everything. <laughs> We're co-hosts of the radio show. We're co-chairs of the Revolutionary Organizing Film Club. Channing is now director of organizing at the Labor Community Strategy Center. Barbara Lott Hollins is associate director, and I'm director. And Bridget Amaya is the lead organizer. So we do almost everything together. So after the show, we're going to take this terrific uh, plan back. We're simply going to raise a font a little bit and make some nice uh, graphics. And we plan to get it out tonight. Uh, because apparently people read their uh, their uh, emails uh, in the evening or at 4 or 5 in the morning, it'll be on your screen. Now, I want you to register at VoicesFromTheFrontlines.com because if you're on that list, VoicesFromTheFrontlines.com, you're going to get this along with other, you'll be getting other Strategy Center publications that we turn out. If you're not on the list... You will not get it. So please go on 
www.voicesfromthefrontlines.com and register because sometime tonight we're going to send out the voter instructions. It's, not a, it's a, voter, uh, a voter encouragement plan. So, all right, I'm going to read word for word is the point. So it starts out, and again, it's produced by Leanne Hurstman. Uh, California voter, what's your plan? Everything you need to plan your vote in California can be found at voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. Everything in Los Angeles you need to know at lavote.net. Okay? Then, the easiest plan for most people, which is what we're going to do, Leanne and myself, we always vote together, register or check registration, which I have, I think. Receive a mail-in ballot, which I hope I have. Uh, mark your ballot, seal, and sign very carefully. The issue of the signature matching your name, as I understand it, is mm -hmm. critical because they will disqualify you over almost anything. Drop your ballot in a secure box and track your ballot. I don't yet know how to track your ballot, but we'll get there. Then she's got this very, very cool thing, which is says, what is your plan? Meaning you have a bunch of check boxes. Uh, I will check my registration on blank. This is written for somebody like me, by the way. I will notice when my mail-in ballot arrives. Check. I will mark my ballot, seal it, and sign carefully. Check. And you put down the date. I will drop my ballot in a secure drop box before such and such a date. I will sign up to track my ballot. So it's a checklist, which is very cool, to make sure that you did it. Remember also that many of you uh, have friends who don't have this level of uh, access to things, and this is going to be phenomenally valuable to get in the hands of, I can say, strategy center members, bus riders, you remember? And I mean it not as a joke. I depend on my wife, Leanne, on how to vote, on when we get the ballots. I shouldn't, but I'm, I'm trying to say someone who's taking the voting seriously on these statewide initiatives, for instance, to get all the people in your apartment, all the people in your family, you know, using appropriate distancing, is another thing you can do. You can become a voter organizer. All right, now plan your vote. You register online or by mail no later than October 19th. What's today's date? I'm, I'm serious. Today is October 6th. All right, so remember, you register online or by mail no later than October 19th. You have 13 days. Same-day conditional registration is possible at polling places. This means that you can still register to vote if you miss the October 19th deadline, but your ballot will only be counted once the county elections office has completed the voter registration verification process. Uh, check the registration on the above websites. If you have not chosen a party affiliation, consider a new registration. There may be confusion about your ballot. I don't understand that. And Leanne, you may... Uh, what do, you, do you understand? Yes. Yeah, so what happens with... What has happened in previous um, elections, especially federal elections, is if you have not chosen Democratic or Republican or a specific ballot, 
then they're confused on which ballot to send you because oftentimes they're sending you a specific ballot for the Democratic Party. And so what she's saying is don't go through any of that mess. Just start a new registration. Got it. Yeah, because if you want to vote in the Democratic primaries, which I do, then you have to, I am a registered Democrat, uh, not because, well, because I am, there is a two-party system, and AOC is a Democrat, and uh, Cheney Martinez sometimes is a Democrat, and <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <yes>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and seriously, all the people I like are, who are serious in the elections are in the Democratic Party, as well as a whole lot of people I can't stand, but that's a whole other subject. All right. Uh, all California registered voters will receive a vote-by-mail ballot. Mailing begins October 5th and allows five to seven days to receive. So did you get yours yet? I did. Yeah, I got it last night, and I started already marking it. That's great. So uh, the mailing, they're going to begin October 5th. And I'm serious, I don't know yet if I've received it. I'll talk to my wife and we'll figure it out. Uh, now, you fill out the mail-in ballot. Vote. Market choices clearly in, all, in bold. Voting issue guides are available for many organizations. Signature. Double-check your name on the mailing envelope and sign the exact same name. This is a parenthesis. This is a big reason ballots get rejected, so don't let that happen to you. So again, you double check your name on the mailing envelope. So if it says Eric M. Mann, I write Eric M. Mann. If it says Eric Michael Mann, I write that. If it says Eric Mann, I write that. Is that right? That's right. That's the point, seriously. Uh, And your ballot could be rejected. If you need assistance with your ballot, you may choose up to two people to help you. This is important right for voters who are elderly and or disabled. Who do you know who may need this assistance? Question mark. Vote early. In California, the earliest um, received vote by mail ballots are the first to be counted. And then there's a little line below that says voting tips collected by Leanne Hurst Mann based on info from voterstatussos.gov and lavote.net. Okay, the next one is secure Dropbox return. Dropbox location for mail-in ballots are listed in your vote-by-mail packet. 400 in Los Angeles can be found within the local locator tool on lavote.net. Polling places will also receive completed mail-in ballots. Aha, so you can go to your polling place, right, and give them. You don't have to, If you don't mail it in, you can go to your polling place which we'll get to. Uh, mail your ballot. Mail your ballot early to ensure receipt. Again, in California, the earliest received are the earliest counted. Ballots must be postmarked by November 3rd, received by November 20th at the county elections office. Needless to say, if since the election is, is it November 4th? With third, but uh, whatever it is, election uh, November third. November third, you do not want to, folks. You can, but you don't want to have your vote postmarked November third or second or first. You want to 
because it will be counted. But if the if the margin is already determined, that vote will you know it'll be counted, but not that helpful. Um, if you're not sure your vote by mail ballot will arrive in time if mailed, take it to right. I get it. Take it to any polling place in the state between 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. on election day. That's great. So in other words, you filled out your vote by mail ballot, but you didn't get it in time. You know, you didn't get it. You got a little late or you're a little bit procrastinate. And now let's say you're on November 1st. Well, you don't want to take the chance of mailing it on November 1st. It may get there, but it may not be counted. So the advice is on election day, take it to your polling place directly, right? I think uh, Leanne and I did that. We walked to the polling place and handed them our ballot. We didn't vote at the, uh, you know, we'd already voted. We were only in-person voting. You may vote in person, this is new, right, beginning October 24th to November 3rd at limited polling locations Listed on your ballot envelope and on the web. So, Jenny, one thing we could do is certainly for South Central uh, and the Lamert Park, uh, Baldwin Hills, Baldwin, uh, you know, area, um, we better tell people where are the polling places that are open. That's right. Right? And even where are the drop boxes, probably. That's right. uh, Which is fine. Is not fine, which is great. Be aware that since everyone has already received a ballot, you must have your ballot with you and trade it if you prefer electronic voting. Remember to vote early. Aha. So you're getting the ballot by mail. If you want to vote in person, you bring it, you hand it to them. They'll in return they'll give you the ballot, and you can go vote in person. This is great. I'm learning. A, I'm serious. I'm learning a lot. Uh, Remember to vote early. That's really important. I mean, you know, I'm deeply concerned about this presidential election, for sure, and all the confusion and fraud that uh, Trump is going to create. But the idea of voting early is really important because on Election Day, you don't know what shenanigans, frankly, not in California, but I'm very worried in a lot of states, uh, you know, what's going to happen on election day and how they're going to make it difficult for people to vote. All right, track your ballot. This is a cool thing. It says sign up at where's my ballot. That's what it says. W-H-E-R-E-S, my ballot, B-A-O-O-T, dot S-O-S, dot C-A, California, dot gov, to receive automatic email SMS, text, or voice call notifications about your ballot. Um, does that mean they're going to say, by the way, we received your ballot? Yeah. I signed up for it last night. They emailed me. They said it's been mailed out. You should get it within the next five days. I got home, and it was there. And then uh, you go back on once you've put it in the box and say, I've put it in the box, and then they track it from the box all the way to the place, and then they give you a notification saying that the electoral office has received your ballot and it's been accepted. Wow, that's terrific. I mean, when Channing was running for city council, we had to learn a lot of things about rules and uh, 
That was fun, and you were great at it, Channing, you know, but we even reached the point where we could, uh, you know, we could we could find out if you registered, we could find out uh, in what district you were. So the point is, thanks for what you just said. All right, now, signature verification. Uh, former Governor Gerald, former California Governor Jerry Brown signed a law in 2018 that requires elected officials, election officials, to notify voters at least eight days before certification election when they reject a signature and give them a chance to provide a valid one. Even with that law, some ballots may go uncounted. So I got to get clear. So if you get something, let's say, in the mail and says, uh, we didn't accept your ballot, because your signature wasn't clear or something like that, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? So let's mm-hmm. say they notify you. Then it says, even with that law, give them a chance to provide a valid one. I'm assuming that means maybe on election day at the ballot box, but uh, Leanne, maybe you could clarify that and then we'll find out. Even with that law, some ballots may go uncounted. Now, assistance for voters with disability. California is committed to ensuring every voter can cast their ballot privately and independently. For detailed information, please check out your county voter information guide. That meaning if you're, you know, you get it, L.A. County, Ventura County, Orange County, stuff like that. Curbside voting allows you to park as close as possible to the voting area. Elections officials will bring you a roster to sign, a ballot, and other voting materials you need, whether you're actually at the curb or in a car. Contact your county elections office to see if curbside voting is available at your polling place or vote center. I assume this is all, again, for voters with disabilities. At polling places and vote centers are required to be accessible, all polling places and vote centers are required to be accessible to voters with disabilities and will have accessible voting machines. Uh, one second. Remote accessible vote by mail, RAVBM systems, provide an accessible option for voters with disabilities to receive their ballots at home Mark them independently and privately before sending them back to elections official. Contact your county elections official for information. Voting in long-term care facilities. Residents of long-term care facilities, including nurses' home and assisted living facilities, face additional barriers in voting this year. Residents should ensure that their ballots will be sent to their facility and not to a previous address. While visitation is restricted, ombudspeople are tasked with providing assistance to residents who need help physically filling out a ballot or those with cognitive or intellectual disabilities may need additional support in filling out a ballot. Under the Voting Rights Act, only a court of law may determine whether or not a qualified voter is mentally incompetent for the purpose of voting. What that means is that Unless that you have the right to vote, and if they don't want to, the burden's on them 
they have to take, which they won't, to take you to court and challenge your uh, legitimacy about voting. Uh, again, it says voting tips collected by Leanne Hurstman based on info for voter status dot SOS dot CA dot gov and LAVote.net. So, Leanne, oh, there's one more thing. What is relationship? What is relational organizing to get out the vote? She's got a little box with nice, uh, with print type. It says people are 22 times more likely to take action when asked by someone they know. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Asking your friends and family to create a plan and sharing it increases the likelihood of their voting and your candidate winning. And, of course, it also means your proposition is winning. All right, Leanne Hurstman, terrific job. I mean terrific job. And this all may be available, but organizing material in a way that's accessible and organized is a tremendous gift. And it's not the same as saying, yeah, you can all get it on voter status and you can all get it on LA vote. But for somebody like you who put it all together, I and we are deeply grateful. Uh, oh, yes. Channing wrote a note, almost forgot fund drive appeal. But seriously, folks, could you not think of a better reason to give money to KPFK? Uh, I still do at least two or three hours planning. Usually Tuesday morning is my, you know, I, I come in, there's the shows at 3. I'm always in here by 2.59 at least. Uh, so, you know, so I plan, but most of the time what I'm doing is reading stuff, thinking about stuff. You know, what are we going to do on the show the night before? Uh, I am mentally prepped. And then, but I'm a volunteer. This is all produced by Leanne Hurstman, who's a volunteer. Channing is here as a volunteer. So we don't need your money. The station needs your money so volunteers can come in and volunteer at a station. We need paid staff. We need staff paid well to, to retain people. Uh, Anyel Fields could get in and give you a detailed understanding of where your money goes, but this this, organi this organization, KPFK, uh, I should know its budget better, but if it's in the $1 to $2 million range, which is what I think it is, or a little more, that's not a lot, folks. There are very uh, powerful nonprofits, uh, you know, not left, but moderate, liberal, and right, with budgets of $8 million, $10 million, $15 million. It's even hard that we have to, this is 818-985-5735. We want you to call in. That's the point. We need your money now. That's the point. We're going into election. We just gave you, if you want to say that, uh, a 20-minute introduction to all the intricacies of voting, which you're going to get also on our website, you know, by late tonight. Um, who pays for that? The Strategy Center pays for me and Channing. That's how it happens. We have jobs at the Labor Community Strategy Center. But we volunteer. This is our volunteer time. The center doesn't pay us to do this. <laughs> Since we work 80 hours, what the hell? We'll just cut out eight hours to do the show. But you get it. We need money. It's serious. 818-985-5735. We're about to discuss 
Proposition 15, which is very important. People have worked on this. I know Anthony Thigpen in particular has worked on this guy for 10 years, which is trying to separate corporate taxes, property taxes, from homeowner property taxes, because that's what the, the very clever thing they did in Proposition 13 is merge them. So very wealthy people who should be paying property taxes are locked into very, very low rates. But again, where are you going to hear it? You can hear it on KPFK, 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. We need your money. We really need you when you're listening to voices. Uh, you could do it anytime. But today is really important because we're going into the elections and what's KPFK going to be doing? They're going to be doing the best coverage of elections, the best coverage of the statewide. They're going to know your rights. A lot of the, pro, you know, I'm watching some TV blitzes against Prop 15 and the amount of money that obviously the corporate uh, interest of putting on TV, I mean, what it costs, millions and millions and millions of dollars for these TV ads. And we're trying to give you free radio 818-985-5735. But how do we even tell our side of the story if you're not paying? I would really urge you to consider becoming a sustainer. Uh, one cool thing is every time you listen to a fun drive, honestly, you can say, yep, I already paid. I do it once a month. I'm trying to do that on more and more groups that I support. One, because I know the Strategy Center has a sustainer program. And I know how valuable that is to us, that knowing once a month, $10 a month, $20 a month, $25 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month is coming in. It adds up monthly. It also means that the station has a dependable source of funds that they can count on. So 818-985-5735. D'Angelo, I should know, but... When they call now, it's going to go to this, uh, is it automated? So we would also let them, it'll say, do you want to be a sustainer? Right? Uh, I have to say, they're getting pretty good with these automated things. I hate talking to them. But they are, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, you know, but I, I got a cab I call. I, I always like to call an operator. But now this, this robot talks to me in a very nice voice. And she asks me where I'm going, and I tell her, and she tells me what my name, and then she says, all right, so let me be very clear. You're going to, and she repeats it very clearly, and your name is this, and the cab will be there in five minutes. So if it's a robot you're talking to, it's a, this is a most likely a communist robot. So it's not like <laughs> it's not like just a normal robot. This is a revolutionary robot that KPFK particularly got to talk to you. The point is that we want we will continue this conversation uh, throughout. But you're on a fund drive today. And one more thing, for those of you who are listening and are smart, you know that fund drives, and sometimes they still are, are eight one eight ninety five five seven three five. Like I have a product, or I have a, something that's going to improve you. There's always a premium. We're trying to move away from premiums where the premium is the station. We need your help. I'll, uh, we'll have one more. Channing will do a fundraising appeal in about 15 minutes. But Channing and I urge you to call 818-985-5735. Take it away, my brother. 
Sure. Thank you for that. And, you know, I'm going to have I have not done my uh, giving yet for this year for KPFK. So I need to get on to that. And thank you for that reminder. So I'm going to do that today. Um, so in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about Proposition 15. It's a very controversial proposition uh, in California, schools and communities first. And as Eric says, uh, it will be dividing the property tax and re-negotiating uh, Proposition 13. But obviously our guest, Veronica um, Gonzalez, knows a lot more details than I, so I'm going to let her speak in uh, her own voice about the proposition. Uh, Veronica, welcome to the show. Hi, Channing. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you today. Great. Uh, we're excited to have you as well. So I'm here. I've heard that you've been involved in the fight for Proposition 15 in many forms for the last 10 years. Maybe you can start with your own history and talk about where you're at now. Sure. So um, it, that's right. I mean, Proposition 15 started with the fight, um, and it was led by civil rights organizations, community-based groups, um, and and really we were responding to. Um, uh, always facing cuts uh, at the local level, and we wanted to find a solution, um, you know, for additional revenues. And so um, that's where the fight started. It, it was led by grassroots organizations. There were um, grassroots. There was a statewide grassroots network that collected the 1.7 million signatures uh, to qualify the measure for the ballot. Um, and I'm, you know, really excited about that. You know, we were able to bring our, our labor partners on board and youth groups and. Uh, and parent groups. And so um, really what we have is a, a broad coalition of 1,400 endorsers um, that have fully supported this measure. So we're really excited um, that it's it's finally uh, going to the ballot and, um, and that we're finally going to uh, correct uh, 42 years um, of disinvestment, right? We're finally mm, going to make yeah. things right here in California with this measure. Right, right, right. Well, why don't you explain... What is the no vote argument and how would you rebut it? Because they are, you know, bombarding people. So obviously they think they have a good argument. So why don't you tell us what they say and, of course, what you say and why people should vote yes. Sure. And um, and first, let me just quickly say what Prop 15 Please. Uh, does. Yes. Uh, so, so Prop 15 closes a property tax loophole that has benefited uh, large wealthy corporations like Chevron and Blackstone for 42 years. Um, and these are large corporations that can afford to pay their fair share. Um, what the research shows uh, that was done by USC is that 92% of the revenue uh, so, uh, will come from only 10% of the largest uh, corporations here in, in California. Um, I mentioned earlier that it ends 42 years of, of disinvestment, uh, and it does this by reclaiming $12 billion per year for our K-12 schools, our community colleges, and for our local government services like firefighters, housing, uh, and health care. So this is a, a critical measure um, for California's uh, recovery. Uh, it protects homeowners, renters, agriculture, and small businesses. Uh, it provides small businesses with tax relief, um, and it invests in the communities um, where small businesses uh, operate, right? Um, and more importantly, um, and uh, I, I don't think people realize this, but property tax revenue is collected locally, so it stays locally, right? So this is 
local revenue. We have local control. Um, and not only that, the, the measure actually has um, restrictions around accountability and transparency. Um, um, and so, you know, we're, we're very proud of that. But um, but to go into um, what the opposition is saying, um, and it, I'm kind of like, where do I start with that, right? Because uh, as as you mentioned earlier, you know, corporations like Chevron, like Blackstone, have raised millions of dollars um, and are are running these ads, right? Um, and what they're doing is is they they have a, a campaign of deception, right? Uh, they're using scare tactics and lies. Mm-hmm. To scare people into voting no for for Prop 15, um, and uh, and the and some of the lies that they're saying is that is that we're going after homeowners, which is completely not true. And actually, it's only the opposition that has been that has been talking about going after homeowners. Um, you know, we want to maintain um, the important protections on the residential side um, that exist for homeowners because we know that it helps uh, seniors. Uh, that are uh, on a fixed income stay in their homes, um, and uh, and our measure fully protects homeowners. Uh, it's our measure is a constitutional uh, amendment, so it's actually uh, once it passes, uh, this will be language in the constitution for the state of California uh, that provides important protections for homeowners. Um, another um, misinformation or scare tactic. Uh, is that um, the money is not going into our local communities? That it's going to go somewhere else, right? That it's going uh, that it's going to Sacramento, for instance. And you know, I just want to restate that the money is is collected locally and it stays locally. Um, one of the exciting things about uh, the formula that we use, um, especially for education, the money for education goes into this lockbox, um, and then it's distributed. Um, to schools with the greatest needs, right? So schools with the greatest needs get additional funding. And so um, this is per the local control funding formula. So so schools with, with large percentages of children that are low income um, or that are ESL students uh, learning uh, English as a second language um, or in the foster care program, those schools with these greater needs will get additional funding. And and I'm really p- proud of that because, you know, I was an ESL student growing up. Um, I know how difficult it is to uh, to learn English um, and then and to be in a school that that's overcrowded. And and frankly, our schools need the additional funding. We're currently ranked um, uh, 39th in per pupil funding. Right. You know, we're the we have the fifth largest economy uh, in the world. But California is ranked uh, so poorly in education. And it's because we have uh, disinvested in our schools and our communities uh, for too long. And, and, and now it's, it really is the time to make things right. And, and that's what this is about, making things right uh, for, for all Californians. Now, now, and thank you for that. So now I kind of want to move to the, I want to move to the movement. And I know here in Los Angeles, there's been, you know, lots of conversations around funding around schools. A few years ago, UTLA did a mass strike and there was this conversation around going to the state for money and, you know, talking, having this conversation even at back then around schools and communities first. Um, and in Los Angeles, you know, also here at, with the Strategy Center, we were part of a coalition that just uh, took away 35, I'm sorry, $25 million from the L.A. school police. Um, and... You know, there's, uh, we're saying both that the L.A. school police were the problem, but there's also larger problems of funding and also racism inside the schools. I'm wondering if you can talk a bit 
uh, more about the movement building that's been around Proposition 15. Sure, and and I, I guess you know, and, and since you mentioned, um, you know, the defunding of police and and uh, some of the challenges, right, that we're facing here in California, you know, I think this year, you know, at, at, on the national level, right, we've been engaged in the conversation about race, um, and we've been reaffirming that Black Lives Matter, um, and and Proposition 15, you know, clearly addresses. Um, uh, racial justice issues by investing in our schools and our communities. Um, when you when you look at uh, you know low income children or or the number of the kids that attend public schools in California, you know uh, here in you know it's it's predominantly Black and Latino students, API students, students of color, right? That make up the majority of the students um, in our schools. Um, and what we know is that Black communities and communities of color suffer the most, right, when there's uh, not enough funding for our schools and our community colleges. Because schools and community colleges are, are typically gateways, right, for people to have career paths, to have good jobs, to have jobs with healthcare, uh, And they're really critical um, for, for helping, you know, poor people um, get out of poverty. Um, you know, I grew up in a rural area. Um, I come from a big farm worker family. Mm-hmm. Um, and my education really was my ticket out of poverty, and it is like it is for for many many people, right? And uh, and so this movement really was about um, how do we change the disinvestment that we're seeing in our schools and our and in our communities? Um, how do we ensure that there is a diff- additional revenue that's going directly uh, to help people in our communities? Um, and so uh, when we looked at some of the different options, um, this seemed like the right option because uh, it wasn't going to be um, uh, something that was regressive that would uh, impact uh, low-income people. Um, you know, this measure impacts the largest and the wealthiest corporations. You know, I think I mentioned earlier that, um, you know, 92% of the revenue comes from only 10% of uh, the largest commercial industrial properties uh, in the state. Um, and this measure is going to reclaim $12 billion per year. And so when you think about it, it's been this small fraction of dynasty corporations that have benefited from this loophole for so many years. And, and this is really about making things right, right? This, is, this measure is really about making things right um, and standing on the side of justice. And, you know, I'm really proud of, of all the hard work that has gone into um, um, drafting language for the measure that has an equity formula, um, you know, building a statewide infrastructure led by community-based organizations and, and grassroots uh, organizations that partnered with labor um, to get this measure on the ballot. Um, and that will ultimately, this same statewide coalition is, is really the, the coalition that will help us get to victory. Veronica, uh, that's great. I just want to make sure we have more time for how to win. Let's get to how to win. Um, what's going on in the field? Is COVID, you know, obviously hurting you in some way since the ground game is going? If our listeners want to get involved and if the strategy center later wants to even write something more, tell us what what's at stake. Let's assume we all agree What's at stake, which is terrific, okay? Now what? What what options do we really have between now and November 3rd? 
Yeah, I mean, between now and, and November 3rd, and, and as you know, the, the ballots are already landing in people's homes. And right, so right. Typically, when you do a field program, uh, you have the GOTV that happens like the five days right before exactly. the election. Right? Well, mm-hmm. GOTV started already. It started when the ballots landed in people's homes. And so it's critical for us uh, to be... Uh, reaching out to voters, and we're actually running um, daily phone banks where we're contacting voters every evening. Um, we have volunteer phone banks that are happening uh, seven days a week in five different languages across the state of California. Um, these are virtual uh, phone banks, and so we're not asking people to, to come in and, um, and participate in a phone bank in person. You could do this virtually from your home. Um, we set you up with a small training, and then you're able to participate. And it's a great way to get involved. Slow, um, slow yeah. down for a minute. This is important. Uh, explain to us what it would really look like, because I think this is really important about, uh, I'd like to do some phone banking example, but well, I'm not great at technical things. So how would I do it? What? Where do you get the instruction? How do you get the instruction? What's going to be given to me? How do I find the phone numbers? Maybe you could break it down in real in real terms. Sure, sure. So, so usually what we do is we we host uh, these um, these uh, ballot parties, for example, or we host uh, phone banking parties. Um, and uh, and and in a moment, I'll I'll give you instructions on Great. how to sign up. You sign up for them. Um, and then um, they provide a short training. It, you do this via Zoom where you get a short training for about uh, 20 minutes around uh, what the script is, what are some of the questions you're going to get. Um, and then you, you actually have to download a program so that uh, you could use uh, your your computer audio to do phone banking. Um, and then from your home, uh, you're able, you're connected into the statewide network that allows you to call um, uh, thousands of voters in your community, which is awesome. Um, there's two events coming up that I want to share that I'm really excited about. Good. We're having a, a power rally ballot party, and that's happening this Thursday from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to have appearances from uh, DJ Roni, Las Cafeteras, Dolores Huerta, and you can sign up uh, by going uh, to the website, uh, prop15forthefuture.com. Um, and that's a great way to get involved. Um, the other event that's happening is actually happening this Saturday um, on October 10th. Uh, Community Coalition, which is one of our partners um, here in Los Angeles, is hosting a Power Fest. Um, and they do this they usually do this Power Fest in person in South Los Angeles. Um, this year it's happening virtually at 3 p.m. Uh, they're going to be featuring talented artists like DJ Smoke and uh, Rhapsody, um, and it's, it's a great way to uh, to just, uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of entertainment, local artists. They're also going to be talking about um, many of the different measures, and you can go to SouthLAPowerFest.com uh, to get involved. And so uh, there's these uh, great, exciting uh, events um, that people can get involved in. Um, people could also go to Mobilize.com, Million Voters Project, to volunteer, so it's mobilize.com slash million voters project to volunteer. And what I'll do is I'll send you this information uh, so that you can post it, um, uh, so that people if they, they want to get involved on, in our ballot party uh, this Thursday, or they want to get involved in Power Fest uh, hosted by Community Coalition on Saturday, or if they just want to show up and do uh, phone banking. There's three different options I just laid out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's a great way to have uh, to get engaged um, and, and really inform voters about such a 
important issues that will be on the ballot. One more question. Um, this sounds great, by the way. And, well, you know, the Power Fest, you know, we work closely with Community Coalition. Uh, the Thursday, uh, the Power Rally with Dolores Huerta, Las Cafeteras, Thursday for 5.30 or 7. How do you find that again, uh, if I want to go on uh, the Power Rally? Yeah, you for the for the power rally you go to prop fifteen for the future dot com. Got it. Prop fifteen for the future dot com. Cool. Yeah. And the other one is uh mobilize dot com slash million voters <laughs> party. Good. That Jenny's better at this stuff. So uh <laughs> uh I have one more question. Um when I worked for uh, Barack Obama and you know, I did phone banking especially in uh, 2004, I believe, uh, or was it 2008? Um, but the point was, they gave us a voting list, you know, like we were calling it to Nevada, we were calling it to other swing states. Um, if I sign up for this, how do I get, how am I going to get a list of who to call? That's right, yeah. So so when you, when you sign up um, for this, what they're going to have you do is download a program onto your computer. Um, and as part of the, the program, uh, it's connected to a, a statewide predictive dialing system. Um, and so the list is already loaded up. And in fact, what's going to show up on your computer is a script. Uh, and so that's why you have to go through a, a short training uh, because sure. the training explains to you um, how to, uh, you know, how to uh, respond to uh, the questions that you get. Um, uh, it also goes over the script and it also goes over how to input your responses um, onto your computer correctly, right? Because you're calling different voters and you want to make sure that you're inputting the responses correctly because this is critical information for us. Um, and so all of that is, uh, is explained as part of the 20-minute the training that we do before we have you go on. Um, and then because you download this program, then you're, just, you're literally just reading through the script uh, and then you, you input the responses. As soon as you, you finish one call, the next call get, uh, happens. Um, they'll explain to you, um, you know, if you need to take a break, um, how to pause uh, the predictive dialing system so that you can call the next caller. But uh, we do all that work in the back, on the back end. Um, you know, the Lord has uh, talked about the old school, you know, way of like, okay, we used to print the list and, you know, we had like tree, you know, tree list, right? We would call certain people and now everything is, is on your computer. It's using a predictive dialing system um, and it just allows us uh, to reach uh, a bigger scale uh, of voters um, well, statewide. And, that's good. Channing has a quick go ahead. Well, thanks for that. I do want to get to some callers because I just got a text message that some uh, great folks are trying to call in. Um, if you want to call in, call 818-985-5735. We definitely want to hear from you if you support Prop 15 or if you have any questions or clarifications or even want to talk about how you've worked on Prop 15 as well. We but the question is, is, is D'Angelo there because the... Uh, Deandra, can we assume that you'll pick up the calls now? That we'll assume <laughs> the calls are coming to us. The problem is what's going on. Right? We have a fun drive going on, and this at the same number. Get it? So whatever, we're trying to figure this out. So folks, try again, and we're trying to get you on, right? That's right. Sounds good. I'm gonna, I'll roll with the punches with you all. That's what organizing is, right? <laughs> it's always like that. Uh, That's right. I would say just a couple of things to our listeners that, you know, I'm 
going to do phone banking for the candidate of my choice in the presidential election. But I also want to grab a couple of propositions to work on. I mean, I'm an organizer. I do a lot of things. But I think phone banking is one of the most important things you can do. And what they do is everybody you're calling, if it's a positive voter, then they know that. You file the information, and they're going to give them a lot of information before the, the election to make sure they turn out. If you're not getting such a good response, you also tell them that so they understand, frankly, who not to call on Election Day. So 818-985-5735. Um, we are definitely rolling through the punches. Um, yeah, that's right, Eric. And I mean, I think the other thing to, to remember is that there's so much misinformation about the upcoming election, right? right? Um, and, and as a state, we're transitioning to vote by mail. Um, and uh, every county is going to have some, some differences around um, when you can start voting and, and how early to vote. Um, and so uh, when you get involved in these phone banks, they give you that information. Uh, and you have the opportunity to share that information with voters that are confused. And, you know, we want to make sure that all voters know, look, there's different options for voting. You can vote by mail. Uh, you, can, um, you can mail your, your ballot or you can drop off your, your ballot uh, in a drop box. And then for, for many voters, they've been displaced, right, because of the COVID-19 uh, virus. And for those voters, uh, they can, uh, they've, they've, been, they've had to move and they need a ballot. You can go in uh, to your polling location, um, to your, or they're calling them vote centers now, um, and, uh, and you can uh, vote. And so there's so many different options, and, and I just want to make sure that, that voters know, right, there's, there's different options to vote, um, and, and voters are taking advantage of them, be, of these options, because we need their support. We need them to turn out to vote yes for Prop 15. Uh, this is such a critical measure uh, for our schools and our communities. Um, and, and really, now is the time. We need bold solutions in California, and that's what Prop 15 is. It's a bold solution that helps and that puts our schools and our communities first. Well, it looks like we got a call. And, Yay. It, okay, and you're yeah. talking to Veronica Carrizales. Is that pronounced it right? Carrizales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you a pass, Eric. <laughs> no, tell me how to say it. <laughs> Carrizales. You're good. You're good. You got it good. I thought I did good. Yeah, Carrizales, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Pretty cool. Good. All right, Henry, how do we get you on? Hey, hi, everyone. Uh, Eric, Channing, um, Veronica. Uh, this is Henry Perez. Uh, I'm a community organizer in the east side of Los Angeles with initially struggle. Uh, and I'm also a parent, an LUSD parent of two kids um, in our Unified. And uh, I'm definitely supporting Proposition 15. I think um, right now, the, the current time, although very different, it reminds me a lot of where we were at uh, during the, uh, the, re the recession we had in about 2007, 2008, when our, our schools um, lost billions of dollars, right? LUSD lost close to $3 billion. And right now we're facing uh, the potential of um, more drastic cuts That's in right. Los Angeles Unified School District. Um, Veronica already mentioned how there are many vulnerable marginalized communities that are already suffering. I'm seeing that right now as my kids are doing remote learning. So many children are falling behind in their education. And how are we going to help them catch up? Uh, the school district is going to need uh, just a lot more funding, a lot more resources. I think Prop 15 is, is a solution, uh, like, um, like Veronica mentioned, to bring money to support 
our most uh, vulnerable, marginalized um, students, especially um, once we end this current pandemic and um, and kids go back to school and are going to face the harsh reality of needing to catch up and needing that extra support to catch up. So it's uh, it, it's necessary to bring in this revenue, and uh, and it's it's uh, it's necessary for our communities to be able to make it through the current crisis, not just in education, but in many aspects of um, of our of our lives. Thanks for calling so in, Henry. Uh, you're great to work with. You know that we have two more minutes left. So, Veronica, thank you very much for your work, uh, folks. This is the good thing about uh, this one is that. People have worked on this for forever. You know, really have dedicated. She's at ten years. I'll say, I'm sure it's a setback. This this COVID situation here. You worked on something for ten years in low income communities. Door to door is still one of the great. You know, as she said, uh, Dolores is old school. So am I. You know, you build a movement. Uh, you knock on people's doors. The fact that we can't do that, you got to do phone banking. You have to do phone banking and even contribute. Uh, you know, your own money to because there's still things that can be done in ads in the next 15, uh, you know, whatever, the next uh, almost month in this election. So please get involved. Give money to KPFK at 818-985-5735. Prop15 for the future.com is the one that I think I can memorize the best. Jenny, if you have any other ones you want to tell people about. Uh, and mobilize.com and uh, definitely remember always voicesfromthefrontlines.com anything that's said on the show will be posted on our website uh, this evening so we have a good team now we have Akila Walker with Akila Walker working with us and Channing myself uh, and we have Nina Simone helping you vote so thanks everybody let's let's pass prop 15. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Henry. And uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week. And that's it. Sorry. And all power to the people. And all power to the people. Never forget that. each and every highway and more, much more than this.